this. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. The defense is a real big concern. It's, you know, some of it is like, oh, those young guys, they'll get better, they'll gel. But what do you do about the vets that are playing worse than they were? And what do you do about losing talent on a defense that's already really leaky? I don't know. I don't have the answers for these things. I just, that's what I'm thinking of. And then you're talking about like, when you're in the draft, oh, we got to replace Boyd. We, we might have to replace Higgins down the road. We might we could use uh, Brock Bowers type tight end. We could use some offensive line help. But man, that defense is it's a real concern. It's a real big concern. So, well, not to do too much, you know, into the offseason or anything like that. But but this team, you know, when it comes to cap hits and 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 what that looks like, it it won't really hit for the. Joe Burrow effect going into the 2024 season. So I do think that this team can't let off the gas when it comes to a free agent on the defensive side of the ball. I do think you do need to to get a guy and maybe it's not like the move they made for DJ reader in 2020, but they, they can't be afraid to add defensive talent because they're going to need it, you know, to be determined if maybe they work something out with DJ reader and it's a one-year deal and he starts the season on short-term IR, you know, we don't know what that looks like, but it does make me nervous on the defensive side of the ball because Despite how the offense could look, they could have a down day. They could look off in the playoffs or or really they couldn't get something going. But the defense, you could always rely on them to either create a turnover or just step up for, for Lou and those guys. And a lot of the guys are out there. I know Jesse Bates is pretty much having an all-pro year for the Atlanta Falcons, and that's obviously missed. Juan Bell is not playing his best football, but still two safeties for this defense that were a big part of it and their success in the postseason. And what we, you know, we we've noticed over the last two years. I'm not a there are some people out there that are like, get rid of Lou, fire Lou too. And and I'm not really? I'm not that I'm not that person. I think it's no, there. I'm just not a, I'm not in that oh, section no, no, of no. Twitter, I think. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a I I No, I I not you. I just I am a, I'm a little bit surprised by it, but uh, then again, I don't see everything. We had somebody ask me today, maybe they'll bring Marvin Lewis back as the defensive coordinator. I'm like, that is never going to happen, and that would be the a terrible decision. Um, just it's for Neither me. Side would want that. What do you, what do you think? You know, is going on though with this defense overall? Just the overall picture of the season. We don't even have to focus on the Steelers game. But what's what is going to be the problem? Like going forward for this defense, because there's still a lot of guys that are going to be returning next year. Some of it starts with the safety plays worse, just is. And I think it's the spine of the defense is just a real took a big step back. I think Reader was playing good. I think I I would be remiss to say he was playing the same level, but I still mm-hmm. think he was probably the most consistently good part of the defense. Every week, week in, week out, he would give a good performance and sometimes give a really, really high-end performance. It just wasn't as often as he did last year. And some of that could also be because I feel like the guys around him weren't playing up to that. And especially when you talk about the, the depth of the interior of the defensive line, it's terrible. And it showed again this week where you've got 68 and 95 just getting thrown around back there. So that that's an issue. And that leads to the linebackers having more issues because the past, the past two years, they've been able to play slow and fill things and 
play clean. They don't get hit by offensive linemen for the most part because Reader's taking two guys and Hill's doing a good job and uh, whatever else they've got cooking up front is just working so that they don't need to take on offensive line. But now they do, and they're not doing a great job of it. When they make the run-throughs, they're not getting to the ball carrier. They're just running through and taking themselves out of the play. I don't know why that's that keeps happening to them. And then they haven't been the same in coverage. It's just that's been also frustrating, whether it's landmarks and vision coverage or it's matching guys. They're just not able to do it. And sometimes they are they are really being taken advantage of in that situation. I think of Wilson in the Jaguars game where they knew they were going to get him on the running back and they just sent the running back to the flat, threw it out to him and knew he'd out, outrace him over there. It's just frustrating. And like we talked about the safeties playing worse. So the entire spine, the middle of that defense is playing worse and you can blame it on whoever. Um, but somebody, one of those groups has to step up. I think Jordan battle has been the best safety that they've best safety play they've had. And DJ reader has been the best interior defensive lineman they've had. And he'll, he's been a little up and down on this consistency, but he he's been able to make an impact most weeks. I think he's a fine starter why do they – this is something separate, but why, why do they only have four interior defensive linemen in the first place? And then two of those guys are basically like practice squad level players. Yeah. So they play three defensive linemen when teams go heavy. When they – not even that heavy. When they get into an I formation or 12 personnel, the Bengals respond by adding a third interior defensive lineman and playing bare fronts and stuff. So getting their 5-2-3-4 – why wouldn't you have six interior defensive linemen, five interior defensive linemen, and you need at least three starting quality defensive interior guys? They don't have that. I don't understand because that is something that I've seen repeatedly of like if I was an offense and when Reader was healthy, one of the things I would do would be check 95 in terms of let's run it at that guy and see if he could stop it. <laughs> and because he'd be out there as part of their base package, I would get in 12 and 21 and get Mike Hilton off the field. It's just like, you shouldn't have an answer like that available to the opposition, but it is. And even when Hilton's on the field and the other teams and 11 personnel, they're just not playing well. They're just, whatever it is, it's just that unit is playing well below expectations. And it's almost everybody. I think Trey Hendrickson is probably the only guy playing above expectations other than Jordan battle for a rookie third round pick. He's playing above expectations. Kid Taylor Britt was playing above expectations before the injury. Mm-hmm. But you look at guys that got paid, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, below expectations. DJ Reader, meeting my high expectations. You could say above expectations if you want, but BJ Hill probably meeting what I thought. Sam Hubbard, I want to see him win against some of these right tackles more often, but he's still a pretty good run stopper. I don't know. Dax Hill below expectations at this point. It was up and down and fun to start, but it's been a couple down weeks in a row. And maybe if he was catching these interceptions instead of dropping them, I'd feel different. But it's just overall, like, guy is not playing well in the same scheme that they've been in for years. It's it's a little mind-boggling. Yeah, it really is. It's disappointing because there are a lot of guys that have returned to this defense, and it just it doesn't look the same. And 
maybe it is going to be just this offseason project of we'll see what happens in the draft in the first and second round and, and or maybe they do spend it in free agency but they do have to do something uh because they don't have dj reader's replacement and even if dj reader is back that is a longer rehab process something he's experienced before and i would be shocked if he's ready to go by the time they, they start in September. So, yeah, there's a lot of question marks on the defense. It really has been disappointing because even when Joe went down, I thought to myself, I don't know if this team can make a run because the defense has been really disappointing this season. And they've found a way offensively. And then there were moments where I thought, okay, all right, defense. You, maybe maybe they can. Maybe They, they can. played up in the biggest moments too. Yeah. Like I, I got to give them some credit because they did a good job against the 49ers. They did a good job against the Bills. You're right. It, when they played these high octane offenses, they seem to step it up and play, but then they they can't figure anything out against the Nick Steelers. Mullins. Nick the Mullins. Guy. I know they, I know they won the game, but like Mason you know, Rudolph, okay. Kenny Pickett. It's like a lot of the guys that are probably looking to be replaced. They are, you know, looks like they are food for, and then they are doing what they do and taking down the good opponents. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It's a wild year in the NFL. I mean, goodness, I, I don't even want to get into what the MVP looks like right now. It's just it feels like such an odd year. Even watching some of these Christmas Day games, it felt like, am I watching preseason football right now? Um, it just doesn't feel like a normal NFL season. And and of course, in Cincinnati, it's not going to feel like that when your franchise quarterback's down. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We'll look ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs game again. The Cincinnati Bengals right now, they have a 17% chance of making the playoffs. If they do beat Kansas City, it is over 50%. Um, a lot of eyes on those one o'clock games. They could, um, you know, help or hurt the Cincinnati Bengals going into it. So I guess you are going to be watching other teams if they win the next two. It's like a 95% chance uh, they make the playoffs, but it's one game at a time for this club, and they're hoping to get that bounce-back game. Big injury uh, news or what we're going to be watching later this week when they do hit the practice field. Does Jamar Chase return? Does Cam Taylor Britt return for the defense? You need to at least get one or both for this game. Um, would be huge boost, obviously, going into these final two. What's going to be up on all Bengals right now? I got nothing right now. I just – I don't blame you. <laughs> Like what it felt the wind was taken out of the sails of everything. Like mm -hmm. as a fan, as an analyst, as whatever, it just felt like, Oh man. I mean, maybe it's just a chief's preview later or something mm -hmm. like they have to win this game. So let's take a look at it. Or maybe it's eventually just looking at like how the Steelers really in two games dominated the Bengals offense. But Nothing while you're listening to this. I'm not going to have anything up yet. You know what's frustrating? We'll watch the Steelers on Sunday look like they did against the Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals, and it'll yep. be so frustrating that Cincinnati just laid a huge egg on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we'll see what it looks like. Again, they're not out of it, so at least that is something over the next two weeks before they get into – either they're going into the offseason, plenty of draft talk, plenty of free agency talk, Plenty of Joe Burrow rehab talk, or it's going to be, let's see what this team can do in the postseason.